Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mac and Baker are here with a Thursday Believe in Vikings show. We didn't record an unusual date because Brian McKinney was at America's Got Talent competing in the semifinal round. They did come up short. Two other acts were chosen for the final. However, you'll learn in the next 20 minutes that, in theory, that they, they're still alive because there will be some sort of wild card process that could bring the players choir back into the mix. We shall see. So we're going to pick. Brian's brain on all of the America's Got Talent stuff, and then we'll talk about the Vikings depth chart release and some of the preseason action that's on tap because, as you know, the Vikings take on the Raiders Sunday. First and foremost, however, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports and esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use the promo code BLEAV, believe 50, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in Vikings is back, and we are three, two or three days away from the preseason opener against the Raiders, depending on when you listen to this. And we we got Bryant McKinney, Ron, and Sally. We're on tonight. And so, Bryant, AGT didn't go the way that we'd like or you would like, but tell me about your overall feedback from, from the event in general. Um, It was a great experience, and I will say that Maybe it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, but there's a wild card. So, oh, really? That's right. There is a chance that we may come back, and I just have an idea of why, but I'll explain that later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, they said that at the beginning of the show. And then, um, when they had the, the elimination the next night, that whole thing. I've completely forgot about that because of how many little segments they had. Right. So, so yeah, that's that part too. So there's definitely a wild card that brings somebody back. <laughs> so what does this happen after they do all the rounds? So that'll be in a few weeks. Yeah. So after they do all the rounds, a team will find out who gets brought back. And how is that decided? I'm trying to think, is that decided by the judges or is that decided by votes? I'm not sure. I'm going to look into it, though, but we um, discussed it as a team. Um, I'm just going to keep watching just to see who else I may feel like um, maybe like a candidate for the wild card. Uh-huh. But once, I, once I find out, then we'll let you guys know. Okay. So do you have to stay out there until then? Oh, no, no. Um, 
We definitely don't. We um, we actually, I was to leave today, but we have two guys who um aren't cleared to leave yet. So I stayed behind because there are two guys that I, one was my teammate and another guy is a person who I um recommended to be on the, on the choir. So I stayed behind to help them with anything that they may need until they get clearance. Okay. So yeah, you. I mean, for, first of all, you you guys were awesome. Obviously, you guys um mm-hmm. like. The like between Simon's praise, I mean, like Simon was championing for you guys to go vote. Um, like that was great. And then obviously, you know, Justin Timberlake, you know, like just you know, sending you guys some love um, about that. So yeah, you guys killed it. I have a theory. One, I think you guys got absolutely jobbed because no comedian should ever be like part of like because comedy. So I, I don't know, whatever. I think it's ridiculous, and there's no way that many people voted for it for a comedian any comedian but my theory is that they don't want groups that to be like because you know it was all like it, it seems like it's always individualized and granted this is the most america's got talent that i've ever watched in <laughs> however many years it's been on but choir, uh what was that a choir has one before oh they have okay yeah how long well, ago um not too long ago because i remember i was watching the choir um and saying that oh, this is the choir who won before so Maybe like maybe two or three seasons back. Okay. Okay. And then also the nothing against the and I can't say I watched this performance because as soon as you guys were done, I was pretty much <laughs> done with the show. Um, but uh, the like the country guy or whatever, like he has like an album coming out. Like how is that? Like, do you, it was like crazy because he had a number one song after the audition, and then now again after this, he has another number one. You know, in the show. <laughs> He's actually really doing pretty good. Right. I'm not saying he doesn't have talent, but it's like, isn't it more of an amateur type thing where like, you know, if you have a record label, like aren't you already there? Out there a little bit, but yeah, but um (laughs) had a fan, like well, he has a fan base clearly because you can like he already had uh two number ones or something. Like this second song that he did was his next number one. So following that's what i said to my wife we watched the whole both shows actually <clears throat> and when avery dixon was on at the end he was tremendous and he has a story yeah, he's, and he's, he's, un- he's a great story yeah and he's got the un- saxophonist yeah and he's yeah. untapped and then um right. and then the like the then there was the the woman the girl who did tricks with dog so i always thought the show was you know unearthing gems that couldn't get discovered so to the point about the fake elvis guy getting the nod and he already has like this number one hit or whatever i said to my wife well what's his story and you know i guess just being good looking is the story i don't know right (laughs) and then even like ones where it's like you know the the girl from um was it michigan or wherever oh yeah the school shooting was Mm -hmm. like that yeah that's a story like age and when the comedian knocked her out, we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, like how how in the hell did yeah. that <laughs> I was That's so it. surprised. Like we always, <laughs> when they went up, we kind of like tried to guess, like, "Oh, well, we know she got it," and it was like, "No." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was really guy, good. He was like the lead Budweiser guy. He said he was in between um, when they had the frogs, and it was him. He said then it was the was He was the he. The face of Budweiser in between those two uh, eras. Okay. Oh, the comedian. Interesting. Yeah, he he was telling us like his little backstory. Like just we were just talking to him. And he was telling oh. like like he, he was, was the voice. He was the voice. I'm oh. that's why I, were you in a commercial or 
whatever. But he just told us the errors. He's like, yeah, I was in between the frogs and the West guys mm-hmm. um, for Budweiser. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I remember those vividly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that was big in middle school, high school. Um, I just want to say you guys improved so much from the first time. You could tell right. how hard you guys worked. Your dance moves were so much more advanced and, like, you guys were so in sync. And I just was so impressed with the, how far you guys came in a short amount of time, especially considering that a lot, a few of those guys weren't even involved that mm-hmm. first time. It was just, it was really impressive. Um, but I was just curious, what was the vibe like backstage? Did you guys feel really confident? Were you really surprised um, that it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to? Or, or how did that go? Um, we were surprised. We were surprised that we didn't make it in the top three. Yeah. We were happy. Top three. Uh, we weren't sure if we would make the top two or not because we knew the Avery was really good. And then mm-hmm. we had a strong feeling about um, the country singer Drake. Um, so we knew we would be in somewhere in there. We did not expect the comedians to knock like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. He and it was like... Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, that just caught us off guard, but I feel like that caught a lot of people off guard too. Um, so yeah, so now we just kind of just pay attention and just kind of just wait and see who they bring back. <laughs> with, with with the comedian guy, he was likable, and you know, a couple of the jokes I thought landed, but it really just seemed to me. I mean, he, maybe he's your pal and everything, but it was like a guy just getting up with memes on a PowerPoint and like, like, look at this one and. Like I know that you know comedy is tricky and all that, and I've got friends that are comedians, but it I, I didn't think he had the oomph <laughs> to go all the way. Right. Not for a you know nationwide I mean, talent I mean, show. Simon <laughs> a buzzer. Somebody somebody I know somebody Simon was shocked when he um when he kinda beat the girl out. But he must have some type of weird following because mm-hmm. it came to votes and he must have got a lot of votes. Yeah. That's why I think it's rigged. Like, that's, how in the hell did that? <laughs> well, but I think about it from the business aspect too. I mean, if you got to fill a six-month residency in Las easier Vegas, easier for one guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I don't think it's easier for a comedian because, as you said, com- comedy is so subjective. And in right. Las Vegas, there is so many comedians that you can see that are already established that mm-hmm. you have been a fan of for a long time or want to see for the first time. I think just business wise that doesn't make sense for them to rig it for that guy of anyone <laughs> so it it was perplexing well yeah you got to yeah. ask yourself sally would you go see i don't uh, i don't know if you saw the highlights of the saxophonist guy but would you go see the saxophonist or that engineer's powerpoint presentation I oh really... the saxophonist <laughs> yeah, for sure he i mean was that's wonderful like, yeah that's something you can't see yeah. somewhere else you know right. just like you can't see the choir somewhere else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like, um, I mean, that that is in itself is a drop. You're, like, partying it up in Vegas. You say, hey, you can watch a bunch of former NFL players singing. Like, would you rather that or, you know, no offense to that, the girl with the dogs, like, or watch, you know, some teenager roll or, you know, run some dogs around. Like, and that probably took her out of the running because you can't have a, you know, a preteen in Vegas for, for a residency. Uh, so um, what was it like when, when – because obviously it's a live show. You're used to being on mm. live TV and competing and everything. But usually when you're in competition, you have a say in how like how it's going on in that moment or you know how you're competing. That dictates the results. But you're literally and they obviously only have like five or six of you standing there. You're standing there 
with you know however many people are watching and you have zero you can do at this point you're just waiting what is that like in the pressure compared to your football life uh that it's it's different like and you know we kept saying oh we're used to performing in front of a crowd but it's different we're never facing the crowd the crowd is like (laughs) we're normally blocking the crowd out if you're away like you know what i'm saying but you're looking (laughs) on at the crowd and you're singing to the crowd so it's a it's a different type of energy that you um that you get because you're watching people they were screaming and they had like these you know like glow sticks in their hand and just going crazy so it gives you like a, an adrenaline rush and it went so fast <laughs> like <laughs> much as we practiced i guess we felt like it was gonna be longer than what it was and the next thing you know it's like over <laughs> you know so <laughs> everybody was just happy that they made it through and you know made their marks and didn't really you know make mistakes and things like that but it kind of went pretty fast and also who was the um like i he looks familiar but i like the the guy who started off singing for you guys that's like the solo uh, part okay his name is trey um okay. played for like tampa bay and a couple other teams he's a younger guy okay um, he's the one who started off singing yeah um there's another guy named uh nate um Nate Palmer he was my teammate actually in the with the Dolphins he him and another guy were the two that couldn't didn't participate couldn't participate because they um ended up having coming down with COVID that was another some of us so when he said y'all had trying but um the day before like I mispracticed Tommy mispracticed like in 16 of us 16 of us seven of us couldn't practice because of exposure and we had to test again monday and tuesday and everything just to make sure you know nobody had it and then we joined we joined back tuesday that day so they had changed the routine on monday because it was only um, <laughs> nine and they had to change everything they had to change singers um they had to change formation and then when they got the other five of us back they had to change things again and then we had to relearn some of the things that they did so like actually that day what you seen was some of the things we had just relearned, like some of the stuff. Because <laughs> so in the show, when they were like, "Oh, we know you had to try and week," it was because a lot of things got shifted last minute because of um, missing two people. And at first, they thought they were going to miss seven. <laughs> That's so stressful! Oh my gosh, It'd be audible <laughs> for us. Once we got clearance, because you had to, you know, take a PCR test and everything, and and now we're missing like the day of practice a little bit but then we rushed and made it had to go to wardrobe like do all it was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot of people were, like so frustrated but then we got there and finally calmed down and everybody kind of got through it but yeah it was a kind of a lot towards the end i feel like it should have been like a reality show because there was a lot going on <laughs> well yeah what is it like backstage because i i it's there a lot of waiting around and stuff right like how oh, do you- a lot of hurry up and wait um yeah have these nine o'clock call times it's like you're there and then it's like you don't do anything to 10 30. Like, yeah up early and it's like the days are so long when i tell you i've taken the most steps that i've taken in a while like every day was over like ten thousand steps on my apple watch uh <laughs> i keep track of my steps um yeah it's a lot of waiting it was a lot of rehearsal time so it was a lot of dancing a lot of dancing and then i just realized a lot of football players can't dance um <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of rhythm and I'm sitting here like why are we not getting this <laughs> but I'm always you know I take dance class already so some things to me were already like natural 
But at the end of the day, we ended up getting it. It just, you know, took some longer than others because people wasn't used to doing eight counts and learning, um, you know, choreography. Did you guys have an outside cho- uh, choreographer or did you, somebody in the group do it? Um, no, AGT assigned us a chore- choreographer, which is funny oh. is he, um, that choreographer does a lot of work in Miami. He's friends with my friend who I take dance classes with. So when I told my friend E, I said, hey, we just did choreography today. He says, well, um, Rodrigo the choreographer? I'm like, how'd you know that? He was like, yeah, we do a lot of work together. So I told Rodrigo and he was like, yeah, yeah. And so small world, they're, they're friends. And uh, yeah, so we had a AGT own uh, choreographer who taught us routines and formations. And we learned a lot because now I feel like this is like how it is. Like if you're going on tour as being an artist, like this is the things you have to go through. And our song that we only did like a two minute and 19 second song. So <laughs> we're like doing half an hour sets and things like that. It's a lot of work. So if they think that that little bit was a lot, it's a lot because the requirement for Vegas is, is a six months res- residency and you have to do two shows a night, five days out the week. Five nights, two shows? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. You're See, gonna be a twig. That's that's what that's what it right. is. It's they, they don't want to pay however many guys there are to put you up in hotels for six months. It's cheaper for them to pick an individual. <laughs> so Brian, there's the conspiracy. <laughs> Brian, before we move on to some Viking stuff, um when do you when do you think you'll know yay or nay on this wild card? Um we have a meeting on Tuesday, so I guess we'll we'll find out when we have like a group meeting um, on Tuesday and what to look out for. Um, so I'll probably have more information probably like Tuesday after our meeting. But speaking of Vikings, uh, Tom West had reached out and said they were interested in having the player squad come up and sing the National Anthem one game. Oh, sweet. Oh. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people have been reaching out to us now um, because of this. And then LeBron James uh, guy, Maverick, He's a, a huge fan and wants to start booking us for uh, more things. We did the LeBron James event um, about two weeks ago, um, and he had been a big fan since. And I helped uh, get that situation done along with um, the lady who founded it, Melanie. We um, have a contact, and we just kind of helped broker that situation. You okay. needed um, LeBron to tweet to vote for you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Next time, if, if we come back, I'm going to use every resource. <laughs> everybody you've got to find you've got to have a a tunnel from miami to lebron right like serena or something i've known him for oh you have yeah so of course you do (laughs) yeah you've never mentioned that on here but yeah yeah him and serena need to be tweeting it everyone I'm well, that's the thing. It's Serena's news came out Tuesday, so that probably over overshadowed, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know the, you know anything. What uh, happened with Serena Tuesday? She's winding she, down. She, yeah, yeah, she essentially her retirement. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it was. I remember seeing that in the morning, like, oh, like you know, she is. She's one of the goats, you know, of just in general, not just in tennis. So, um, but. Yeah. She so, is, yeah, like, she is the the woman's goat. That's for sure. Oh yeah, well, I mean, like he, if I were to have a Mount Rushmore of just like sports influences, yeah, influencers, he's on the top four for me. Uh, it's probably um, her, Tiger, like, and Jordan, and Babe Ruth, uh, Ali. Like, yeah, Holly. yeah. I mean, they, he's in that discussion. So yeah. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, you can use if you, if you, <laughs> if the wild card depends on uh, LeBron <laughs> and Serena. I think you're in a good spot. <laughs> 
Well, if Timberlake couldn't get it, couldn't get it with his exposure, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Ron, you might be on to something. <laughs> well, that's but you know what? Maybe it's just the the fact that I'm sure the viewership was up. Like, I'm not gonna lie because me plus I know like anyone else like. You know, look at like your guys' following. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have only watched the show because of that. But then maybe there just wasn't as much voting behind it. There's like, oh, they got it for sure. No big deal. Um, So. Say that again, Brian. It cut out. No, I can see that, too. I can see people feeling like, oh, they got it. Like, you know. Yeah. That's what I thought. Either way, you guys crushed it. You guys uh, were phenomenal. So um, it was a bummer to see you guys not make it. But, uh. But yeah, yeah it was... well, the the good thing is, as Vikings fans, we're very familiar with the wild card, so perhaps <laughs> that'll be the, the right. segue. Yes, <laughs> we get we get yeah. the wild card. Dustin, maybe you should be on America's Got Talent for comedy. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna that get was... my fucking PowerPoint and get up that there. That was good. Yep. Yeah, I'll do a Vikings bit, and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah. I'll do a Kirk Cousins bit," and everybody, yeah, it'll be it'll be wonderful. All right, Ron, Ron, did you make it? uh, Sorry. Speaking of, I was speaking of Kirk Cousins, get well soon. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, either has COVID again, which I don't know if you can get it this fast or she's just sick. I think you can. um, At least I've known some people that have gotten it. I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter what he has, but I think if it was, I think saying that there's protocols in place and things like that, I mean, wouldn't you just say, no, he doesn't have it? Yeah, right. they probably want to minimize the the anti backstorm. Right, whatever. but I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's so. I hope that's a non-issue at this point. I mean, but yeah. right, it's yeah, preseason. It's kind of good that it's happening now, so that <laughs> it's not a November or December or January special. If I mean, I, if unless you can just get it every month, I don't know. Wait, uh, Kirk Cousins was sent home from practice because he has a mysterious illness, and oh. he had he had COVID in. January, so we were just spitballing whether or not you can get it you know, seven months apart. Well, they say, um, well, I know for three months you have the antibodies in your body, so I know that. But yeah, I'm gonna... yeah, yeah. All right, Ron, Ron, did you make it to camp? I did not. No, I, okay. yeah, I barely got to see any of uh, or much of the highlights. I mean, you know, there's a lot of the key ones that that I did see, but yeah, it was, uh, um during the week is difficult for me, yeah. you know, with, with kids. But, uh, um, I mean, it looked like a blast one year. I'll, uh, I'll make it a point to get, to get out there. But uh, yeah, this year wasn't able to. So Sally, I'll have to speak for all of us. On, uh, <laughs> well, what, on what I, I had my kids in summer camps and I had banked the entire summer plan around going to the Saturday night practice. And then they just didn't have that. So throw it on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you were there, Sally, how was the night practice? <laughs> Night practice was great. It was the best weather. Um, the actual practice itself, you know how in years past, it's typically like a scrimmage format. Um, it wasn't really, it was just a lot of drills and, um, you know, different quarterbacks would take it for four downs or, and then rotate or, you know, so it wasn't as entertaining as it typically is, but that's fine. Um, it, but I just think I'm so much more excited for the season now. It was so, um, it's just awesome to see, you know, all the guys together having a good time playing. Um, and it was fun. They had a lot more events going on there this year than they did last year, probably COVID stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a great night. 
So in about what two or three weeks, I'm gonna pin you down for your prediction. Is this gonna be higher than eight and nine? Or eight, eight, and one? Oh, uh, right now it is. Right now it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to commit to a number, <laughs> but right now it is. Uh, but I gotta, you know, you gotta see, make sure, make sure they get through training camp with no major injuries. Um, yeah. See what goes on with the division between now and then. I'm excited about this Lions Hard Knocks. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I haven't either. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of material on them. So. They chose the Lions. Probably like the they, coach. Yeah, and I think like the way the rules stipulate where if you made the playoffs the year before, you can't be on it or you can't be forced to be on it. And if you have a new coach, you can't be forced. So I think it, there was only a couple of teams that, <laughs> it, that the NFL could have forced to. And I don't see any team volunteering these days um, with it. Um, so I think it's – I don't know what it was down to, um, but, you know, it's – Detroit's head coach is quite the character. Yeah, that's yeah, he's kind of what I'm it. thinking. And so, I want to know, what, like, the Cardinals during the season is going to be interesting because, Ryan, I don't know if you know, like, last year they debuted that. They had the hard knocks in season, and they, like, fo- so they followed the Colts, um, like, on the route to playoffs. Um, and then they're going to continue to do that, and which that to me seems a little more, like, I mean, like, I watched, I mean, I'm obsessed with football, so I watched it all, but it seems like there's a lot more information that can be uh that can be garnered from watching those um but i think they delay it enough where it's not like yeah you know we're gonna probably after the fact yeah well i'm curious bryant would you ever want to be on hard knocks when i was there with the vikings like yeah when we had like pat williams and those guys we had big personalities (laughs) jared allen (laughs) yeah allen like pat williams like those guys, it, it was big personalities when I think it would make good TV. Yeah. So I know it's right about television too. How do you feel? Do you think it would be a distraction, or do you think it could actually be motivating? I think it could be a combination of both. I think it could be motivating because you know guys want to look and and play good, you know, in front of the crowd. But then also you might have some guys who might go overboard and get too much into caught up into the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised that. Uh... <laughs> I'm surprised that the Russell Wilson's never been on Hard Knock because you know he is one that will um, that will play to that camera because he's such a tool. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Well, I mean, like he, like he just seems like he's so fake. Like it was all like like when JJ Watt was on it years ago, like where like it was just everything. Like they they obviously played off of him and his him how great he is. But Russell Wilson just seems like the type of guy that's not very self-aware, but he's very, like, you know, even this whole let's ride thing, it's become a meme and he's <laughs> out in front and, uh, you know, he's pl- doing it more uh, with his teammates on the field and and his wife, you know, on the field and they're doing it. So I just, yeah. He gets on your nerves. That's he absolutely that's... does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's plain, plain and simple. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the next two or three years of Vikings get on this show with their new youthful culture enthusiasm. And I think was it Tom, Chris Thomason, or somebody even asked McConnell about it. Was it. Chris, yeah, yeah and he, he wasn't opposed to it at all. So mm-hmm. he said, never. These say days, never I would actually like to see. I would watch it if the Packers were on it because Aaron Rodgers, like, he's he's so interesting and like. <laughs> what like what's going on like i don't know if anyone saw his he did an interview with pardon my take or whatever i think it's a barstool thing 
it was hilarious because the guy's a Chicago guy. And, uh, like, it was kind of a fun back and forth. Rodgers asked him, how does it feel like watching me in the playoffs when, when your team at home? And the guy's like, you know, my team is terrible. Like, I know that. But and it, the way he said it, he was like, but I get to watch you lose every year in the playoffs. <laughs> and, like, and Rodgers' face kind of, like, was like, oh. He's like, yeah, my Super Bowl every year is watching you lose in the playoffs. <laughs> and it was, like, to see to see someone face-to-face kind of, like, as a Bears fan mention that, like, it it was pretty classic. Yeah. Well, and you could, you could relate too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's... NFL always puts out those things like, Oh, teams with the most highest winning percent percentage yeah. in Super Bowl era. And then there's the Vikings sitting at number five and all the other ones in the top 10 have a Super top, Bowl or multiple. And uh, I think it's top 16 or 17. all have a Super Bowl except us. Yeah. Yep. 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 I've said it before, written it before the reason that it's sad to like this team. Um, a lot of the time is because they've lost uh, four straight Super Bowls and six straight NFC championships. Yeah. Plain and simple. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In a, in a more optimistic uh, light, the first unofficial depth chart was released kind of out of nowhere on Wednesday. And it was kind of tiered goofy. They didn't do it by numbers, so to speak. They used semicolons to indicate tiers and then used the word or to kind of put two dudes on the equal playing foot. But, uh, Aside from the nitty gritty of the guys, uh, Bryant, do you remember as a player when a first preseason depth chart would release? Is that something that you go look to see where you're at or do you wait for like the regular season one? Um, People kind of look at that, just giving them a guideline. And then from that point, I would think you want to make sure you hold on to the position and you also are aware who is, you know, like on your heels. Okay, yeah, well, I knew when I was thinking of that question that you probably never had to go look at it too with too much scrutiny, but um, there are players that do, especially, what, 37 guys that won't be part of the team on August 30th? So the way that the Vikings did it was pretty vanilla. 47. Was it 47? Mm-hmm. No, it's 90 minus. No, it is. Yeah, yep. you're right. So, yeah, and then, so 30, so what, about 40% of the team or whatever ain't going to work here anymore, and the way the Vikings did it, they just kind of said, here's the first team, second team, third team, and then at the very bottom, some of the, the Wyatt Davises of the world. So, Sally, what jumped off the depth chart at you when you when you saw it? Well, um, the Wyatt Davis I was actually going to bring up. So, oh. you know, still a mystery there. I was hoping that would maybe change, as I'm sure we all were. Um, I guess it wasn't necessarily a surprise, but to see Cam Bynum before seen, um I don't know if we, I know a lot of coaches will put the rookies at the end, no matter what, when it comes to a depth chart. So I was going to ask Bryant if, if that's something that was common when he was playing, if the rookies were just always at the bottom, regardless if they were outperforming or not. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, depending on where you're drafted at, but for the most part, they always put the rookies in the back and the rookies have to earn their way up, you know, to, to the starting level. So, Yeah. Do they do that just to keep the rookies in check or is it more about like not hurting the veterans feelings or is it a mix? Would you say more about just making them earn the position? So I think the rookies will see, I guess, growth as well, because when you, when you first come in, everything is moving super fast and things start to slow down and start to play better. So it'll give the rookies a better like uh, if they're progressing or not, you know? Mm hmm. 
Then um, I guess the other thing that stood out to me, at least on Wednesday, it's somewhat been changed now, but to see Kellen finally mm-hmm. be somewhat elevated to QB2 <laughs> with yeah. that. Or, I mean, he still had the or, but, um, you know, I had a little hope. I didn't. I thought he looked decent on Monday night practice. Of course, you know it's not a game situation, but he looked better than he had maybe. But then, obviously, today they are alluding to QB two might not be on the roster right now, so that didn't mean much. Obviously, yeah, I think they Kevin Cipher Seifert from ESPN said that the team is not opposed to adding another quarterback they even tried out kevin hogan last week i believe and so that you, that you start to ask yourself is that because mond Mannion ain't it or the, they just want one more dude in the mix um but what if so for folks to tune in on sunday to the preseason game um if they're if you're just a casual fan that watches a little bit the, the thing that we tune in to watch is to see how mond performs in the preseason because if he i'm telling you <clears throat> if he can't beat Mannion for this qb2 job he ain't it he ain't ever gonna be it and I don't care if he takes off five years from now. It would be quite embarrassing if he can't dethrone Sean Mannion for a QB2 job. And I've said that ad nauseum, but I'm going to pound it home. Uh, Ron, on the depth chart, what stood out to you? Well, yeah, like I'll echo what Sally said first, um, like the or. Like, it is it a way to, like, kind of let the fan base know that there is, like, this is the battle that's going on? Because I've never seen, you know, Mannion or Mon, like, it's been one is the strict two ones, the three, and then sometimes the three can overtake the two in, in camp as it goes on. Um, but otherwise um, nothing really was surprising. Um, you know, again, the Bynum over scene, you can see that because of the, you know, again, the rookies having to earn it um, and a new regime kind of coming in. Um, but otherwise like, you know, again, nothing jumped off the board um, other than maybe, the uh maybe at, at linebacker um with and i know it's in a three four you have the mic and you have the will um on the interior um but to see asamoa like i think wasn't he behind troy die and, and and stuff like that mm-hmm. that was one that i thought was a little more odd because he, he's been getting so hyped um you know, and camp has gone on. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, or to also Dustin, to your point with Mannion and Mond, I, I can't remember who had, who tweeted the clip, but it was the clip when he rolled out left and threw it. And they're like, if anything else, that's why he needs to be QB two because <laughs> it, uh, Mannion is never making a throw like that. And if, if Kurt goes down regardless, like this team is not winning many games um, with either one of them at quarterback. So the fact that if Mannion is getting a fair shot at this, like, and unless he's like strictly earning it as the two because of his, you know, mental makeup, um, there's zero reason that we need to keep three quarterbacks on roster. Um, like they need that roster spot for depth on the D line, O line, um, and then they have a lot of um, corner. They, they have a lot of cornerbacks that I can see, you know, playing extremely well. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know. Vikings preseason games are the only preseason games I'll watch um, mm-hmm. just because I I can't get behind watching, you know, a, a fourth round rookie for Baltimore um, to see what he does or um, or whatever. But with this team, yeah, like I'll be watching these draft classes to see what happens. But don't look for anything schematically or, you know, play wise, because if they're if they're busting out new wrinkles for a 
Sunday pre the last preseason game of week one in Vegas. Um, like then that's probably more of a, a tell on the coaching staff than anything else, but it should be very vanilla football, but I want to see certain guys flying around and seeing what they can do. I think on <clears throat> if they indeed want to get in bed with one more quarterback as an insurance policy, it's kind of late to do that. Most of the ones that are worth a damn are gone. The only ones that are available that could fill the role are Blake Bortles, Mike Glennon, Colin Kaepernick, AJ McCarron, Cam Newton, and Kyle Sloter, who said today on Twitter that he wants to come back to the Vikings. Yeah, I even was tagged the coach. You saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he replied to Rick Zos's tweet that he's he's down for it. He wants to come back. So we shall who see. Who did there. that? Uh, Kyle Sloter oh, said that. Oh God! Can we let that ship <laughs> sail? Uh, nope. We we won't. Uh, they won't. I mean, God. <laughs> yep. He. Uh, was they need to get team. a new bit. It's on the other on the other side, did anyone else know that Keenum went to Buffalo? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Of course that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep close no tabs idea. on him. Um, yes, we do. And how, what a funny guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, my other takeaways that you haven't mentioned are Myron Mitchell. If this depth chart is to be believed and trusted is evidently on a pathway to make the roster. And I think if you would ask me a week ago, I say I'd say no, that dude's about WR ten. But that's where Albert Wilson lives at the moment, is way down the depth chart. And if this thing is an indicator, Meyer Mitchell would be about the WR six with BC Johnson making the team. Uh, the other one that was a little bit of a surprise to me is Blake Brandle is evidently the backup left tackle. I thought that would be Oli Udo's job, but Udo will probably be on the right side again if this depth chart has legitimacy. And then finally, I did not know that Harrison Phillips is a nose tackle. <laughs> I, I thought Dalvin Tomlinson was the nose tackle, but they clearly have Harrison Phillips listed as the nose. So I'll have to adapt to that thinking, even though they might be kind of interchangeable. I kind of don't like how they, when they put out the depth chart, how they put it in that way where it's, they have defensive ends and it's Watts and Tomlinson and it's in yeah. a, a linebacker. It's like, welcome to I a three, four, that, baby. That, right. Right. But <laughs> you think that they would like, or usually like they don't classify three, four ends as ends. They call them edge. tackles. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they call the outside linebackers edge. So it just, it, it looks weird. It, it's um, like a four, three social media department putting a three, four defense onto paper. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And it's like, well, you know what, this year, like the one thing where all those years of Pro Bowl, like where you never see a 4-3 outside linebacker make it, you know, I think like Lance Briggs is the last one that comes to mind that made it as an outside guy. And because it's always a 3-4 outside linebacker because they have the sacks, you know, you get 10 sacks as an, as an outside linebacker, you're in the Pro Bowl. But um, so maybe now th- this will be a, an inside track for Hunter if he stays healthy to make it as a linebacker, which is just odd yeah it is it is strange uh, i think the other thing about your point on brian awesome is they listed him as the backup weak side linebacker and i think most yeah. of us probably had him pegged i mean not that it matters too much because he'll be flying around no matter what but most of us would have had him pegged behind kendricks directly but more more to learn on sunday against the raiders so <laughs> let's go off air with this bryant tell me you probably went through what my goodness 13 first preseason games of the season what are you looking to accomplish especially you as a career starter in the first preseason game if you even played very many of them um those games you're looking to is um timing with your guard uh timing with your set with your punches things like that um just getting back into like um a real live action and you're finally happy to go against somebody else besides you know the person that- <laughs> 
Test out some of the things that you want to try this season on new opponents who don't really know your game as much. Okay. And could you tell if a team was going to be good on one of the Vikings teams or Ravens team in the preseason, or did that come along during the early weeks of the regular season? It comes along during the early weeks of the regular season. Preseason doesn't really tell you much because the amount of time the player, the starters play, mm-hmm. um, a quarter, a quarter and a half, like, you know, it's not enough. Um, so really, come yeah, that, that tells you more like the first, somewhere after like the fourth game, third or fourth game, you kind of start to see like where the team would be at, what type of, and what type of team it is, like what type of team personality. Are they going to fight and dog fight to the end, or are they going to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kinda, that's when the personality develops at the team. Yeah, that checks out from a fan perspective as well. All right. Well, next Wednesday, we'll be back uh, at our normal time slot. We'll have Luke Braun from Zone Coverage and the Locked On Vikings podcast. It'll be his first time on this show, and we should have him for the full 45, 50 minutes. Sally, you're on. Any closing arguments? Nope. I just wanted to say that um, I really hope that Bryant and the squad get the wild card. Hell yeah. So good luck. <laughs> you keep us updated because uh, I'm not a regular AGT watcher. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Really vote if this is the case. If voting is a thing, I'm definitely going to make sure. Yeah. I'll tell everybody. We'll get yeah. a plan. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. That's all we got for the week. We'll be back on Wednesday with Luke. Skull, baby. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Safe travels. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.